Michael. Patrick. How are you, sir? I am good. How are you? Giddy. <laughs> I must say, welcome back to the Twitter. Oh, thank you. How does it feel? Um, the same, but thank you. So, <laughs> we had an episode uh, last week, this time last week, I believe. Yeah. Where we, you know, by that time you were coming to the end of the... Um, by the time that was released, you were coming to the end of your social media experiment. Yeah. And so as I of took a week of, off. Yeah. To recap. And as of, like, yesterday, day before, when we are recording this, because we are recording it on the 27th, you have come back to Twitter. Mm. Um, so we said in that episode that we would get a recap. Mm-hmm. So what I want to know, I've got some questions for you, again. So... Right, you're back on Twitter, and, and, and the tweets that you're posting are not really personal at the moment. Is that a, a choice? You're posting a lot of quotes and stuff and thoughts, not, not so many, here's my lunch. Mm, yes, that's a choice. That's a choice? Okay. That's a choice. So where are you... So Okay, let me let me expand that. So are, is this going to be something that you're going to do now? Are you moving Twitter away from being such a personal tool and more a thought tool? Um, and I've I've actually done this before where I've tried to use it more as a micro blog where I'm posting links and quotes and ideas you know thoughts so sometimes I guess one could say sometimes those quotes are my own mm-hmm. um, people seem to enjoy them for some reason um, uh, things that I think are worth sharing. Um, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. So less personal, yes. So where are the personal messages going, or are you just not sharing them anymore? Um, for the time being, I'm not really sharing them right now. That could change, right? Um, I've uh, started to um, do more thinking around Path, which is uh, an application that uh, I've mentioned before, I think, on on the podcast, but I know for sure I've written about it on Minimal Mac. Um, But Path is a very kind of... um, you know, it's it's a little social networking app on into uh, in and of itself, but it's based around Dunbar's number. Uh, yeah. Dunbar's, you know, I've I've explained this before. The maximum number of social relationships uh, any uh, single human being can maintain is 150, um, and they basically have taken that number, cut it in thirds, uh, con- uh, figuring that um, your closest of that 150 would be a third of that which would be 50 so you can have 50 maximum uh people that you share with on path um and the with the intent being that uh, you're not going to have more friends you consider really close um than 50 and i think that there's something to the idea that the closer your relationships and the people that you decide to share things with, the more personal you're going to feel comfortable with sharing. You know, the 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 more the more of personal stuff you're going to feel comfortable sharing. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Okay. So and so that that might be an outlet. 
how are your feelings in regards to Twitter? I mean, we spoke about how you feel um, about them maybe ethically as a company is probably the right way to put it. Is, mm-hmm. is that changing at all? No, I mean, I think that, as I said in the last time, I have, I once again, want to reiterate, I have no problem with a company that makes money. That's a company's job. I don't necessarily have a problem with the way that they've chosen to make money. Um, uh, I would have chosen differently. I would have chosen a different path. I think that the way that they're choosing is, well, being done by everybody. That's kind of the way everybody's making making money these days. You get a bunch of uh, uh, free, quote-unquote, users to feed you, quote-unquote, content, and then you sell both of those things uh, to, uh, to advertisers and use them to target those, quote-unquote, users uh, with, uh, you know, targeted ads. Um, based upon that quote-unquote content. And it's what Facebook is doing. It's uh, what Google is doing. Uh, I mean, LinkedIn. No one's making any bones about the fact that that's what they're doing, and they see it as a good thing, a benefit, a value to those that use the service because they are bringing relevant brands and things that they know you're interested in because they've been watching everything you say um, to your attention that you might not otherwise hear about. So, obviously, you know, the, this, as you've mentioned, can be said for all social networks. Like that, yeah. They all do it this way. So, yes. are you making a choice to move away from personalization in social media in general? I think until... You know, on those networks that choose to operate and make money this way, yes, I, I'm I'm becoming you know more protective of the personal data that I share um, there. Like I said, there are some social networks, like you know the one I just mentioned, that. I know, at least I know the people I'm sharing with. I know what I'm sharing is not public to everybody. It's only to a very tight group of people uh, that I'm comfortable with sharing uh, things with. And anyone who's attempted to follow me on path, if I, ha- you know, if I haven't given you access, I haven't shared, is because I really do reserve that for people I consider my closest friends. Um, because I have... A limited number of those slots. I'm really protective of them, um, but I'm also uh, a lot more free with what I with what I share. You know, that's where you will find, you know, uh, pictures of my daughter and where we're at and what we're doing. You know, <laughs> that yeah. I'm just not going to put out there publicly on Twitter because who knows who's who's looking. It's not just you know I'm worried about Twitter, you know, advertising, monetizing stuff like that. I'm increasingly becoming. Worried about, you know, oh, well, now that I've, you know, mentioned on Twitter that I'm at the state fair, everyone knows I'm at the state fair, you know? Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I know that there have been some limited cases of, you know, folks that have really, you know, suffered hardship for through sharing such things, i.e., yay, I'm on vacation, and someone with nefarious deeds is thinking, ooh, there's an empty house for me to check out. Um, you know, um, so I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm increasingly going to be 
a little bit more protective of that, if that makes sense. So in theory, the 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 perfect social network for you at the moment is one that is supported by direct membership contribution. Um, yes. Not so much through advertising or through venture capital. Yes. Is has granular privacy controls a la Google Plus. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of their their privacy controls to the world. Yeah, uh, I, and and I have to say that I, I'm I'm also a fan of of the way that they have approached such things. I I really, you know, I like Google Plus as far as the design is concerned, and as far as the privacy concern uh, privacy controls are concerned and whatnot. You know, the one privacy privacy control you don't have at Google Plus is don't share the my data with Google, right? Yeah, um, and they've made it very clear that um, you know Eric Schmidt himself said. Google Plus is not a social network. It's an identity service. Hmm. And I thought, oh, I get what they're doing here, right? That they really do want to be um, basically your – in the same way that Facebook has made changes to the timeline where they really want to be a live stream and, and a representation of your identity on the web to anyone who wants to see it, Google Plus started out that way, and that's its, it, and that's its goal as well. Um, and as much as users are kind of getting, you know, hyped up and up in arms over Facebook and they're tracking things. If you're logged into Facebook, they're still tracking where you're looking and what you're doing and potentially gathering that information to share. And yada, 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 I mean, this should not come as a big surprise to anybody. I don't know why these people are getting so outraged over this. but I, I have quite strong views on this. I have quite strong views on Facebook in general. And I don't like that their services are opt-in. So whatever you listen to on Spotify automatically gets plugged in automatically. By right. and the, the the box is ticked, you know, and they're doing things like um, if if um, you you uh, there's, there's some news sites that are going to be integrated, so that if you're reading on a said news site, it just shows up in your Facebook stream that you're reading there, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you're reading such articles. And I don't like that. Now I understand that people can just go in and turn it off, but it could already be too late by the time that somebody's made that has noticed that. Mm-hmm. But that's you know I, I don't like that personally, but I'm not a fan of of, of, of Facebook anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, uh, ditto, and uh, I agree with all of those things. But um, I'm just here to say that you know the the, uh, the reasons that they're that they're doing this um, and the place that they wish to have in your life through doing this is not uh, Google Plus is not that far for, removed from that. As it stands today, and I would not be surprised if it becomes even more so and mm. more close to the way that Facebook is doing things. And I think that the difference will be that uh, we may not see the same sort of outrage based upon a Facebook's. I'm sorry, Facebook size relative to Google Plus's size currently, but b. I think the Google "Don't Be Evil" um, mantra has gotten them a long way on a lot of free rides. <laughs> 
in the minds of many people, despite the fact that they often do things that uh, is completely counter to that. But I digress. The, I, I have nothing against it. You know, like I said, if this is the way people want to make money. If this is, you know, the role that they wish to play and they see this as something as something useful and helpful to people um, and their motivations are, you know, good. We all know that the primary motivation for any business should be uh, the bottom line, and that is making a profit, um, uh, which requires money. Um, and any business that doesn't operate that way doesn't last very long. It's the nature of the business. I don't care what the business is. I don't care what they say in their manifesto or their mission statement or what have you. Their bottom line is making money. It's called a business for a reason. Yeah, I mean, I understand that. But my my main issue lies in the idea of not not giving people the choice. Mm. Um, initially to make that decision I think that you know if, if Facebook's going to make a change like this they should just display it to you on the f- next time that you log in then you got to do it once and just say look we're doing this choose and if people don't want to read it then that becomes their own problem mm-hmm. you know just make it very clear don't embed it in a terms and conditions or any EULA mm-hmm. just say look mm-hmm. do you want to publish on Spotify music yes no yeah because it's all in their settings to do that so why don't Mm -hmm. they just present you with that in the first instance that's what bothers me I know why they don't do it but it still Mm -hmm. bothers me yeah yeah and they don't they don't do it because the more that you share the more data they have uh, to provide you with relevant advertising Mm. although they would say that no, but it also can provide you with all sorts of other useful things. Just like when your credit card company notices a fraudulent charge because they know that you live in, you know, that that your last charge was in Seattle and your next one two minutes later is in Florida, that they know that. And so therefore they warn you, they, they shut down your credit card and tell you, hey, we think there's been fraudulent, uh, you know, activity. Well, guess what? What if we could do that for you everywhere on the web? And all you have to do is give us access to everywhere you go on the web. Hmm. And, and I, I mean, I, I'm just here to say that they have good reasons that they are stating for making these choices as well and for the reason why it is an opt-in because they see this as helpful. They see this as not not something that anyone would even think of. Why would you not want that kind of help? Why would you not want that kind of protection? You must be crazy if you don't want that. Now, I'm, I'm being, you know... Uh, I mean, we could sit and poo-poo on social networks all day long, like I said in the last podcast. I've, I've, I've gotten a lot of benefit from Twitter um, and formed a lot of great relationships. I expect to continue to do so. Um, just because I may not, I may be more careful with what I share there does not mean I'm not willing to have a conversation around what I do share there. Or that, you know, if someone sends me a reply or a DM or what have you, that I'm not willing to engage in a you know, in in a friendly, constructive conversation, um, which I still plan to do there. I still plan to use Twitter as a platform for maintaining my relationships. But what I choose to post to my status updates will definitely change. Okay. 
I can, as I say, I, I, uh, I understand what you're saying, but I think that Twitter's my my favourite social network, so maybe I'm biased to it um, over Facebook. But I do, I'm also a fan, I am a fan of what Google are doing, Google Plus, and the way that they're mm-hmm. doing things. The idea of selling my information, um, it obviously concerns me as most, but I don't think it concerns me as much as you are concerned by by that mm. aspect because I think that mm-hmm. I'm kind of just used to it because pretty much for as long as I have used the internet it's been yeah. this way um, yeah. and well and, and and I should say it very well could be a generational thing you know as, yeah. as I've said before I'm I'm this old guy who's sitting around yelling at kids to get off his lawn and he doesn't even own the lawn mm-hmm. so yeah, um, yeah. you know uh, don't listen to me I mean yeah you know, I, I, what do I know? But I just, uh, I just don't like the way that Facebook chooses to make some of the decisions. That was why I shut one of the re- well, it's one of the reasons I shut my account down. Yeah, um, and and, well, and it's the main reason because it wasn't like the the that wasn't the main reason then. I didn't agree with it, but um, it's one of the main reasons that I would never ever go back. I just, I just yeah. don't like what they do. Yeah, yeah, that's. You know, it's it's becoming a strange new world out there in the land of social media. I think lots of things are changing. There are certain things I'm really excited about, you know, like Dispora, but we can we can talk about all of that at another time. I think this this is a conversation that I think will reoccur, um, especially because a lot of the thinking I'm doing around the book and, and a lot of these experiments I'm taking are, are for that, are, are as much research and discovery for myself as it is research and discovery I wish to share with others. So yeah. we're, we're going to keep talking about all this stuff and you know we'll talk a little bit more about more of the alternatives uh, as we move forward. Sounds good. So let's 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 uh, let's end it here. Let's just all agree that uh, Twitter is great, Facebook sucks, and Google Plus is promising. I like all that. Right. Terrific. (laughs) Well, thanks a lot, Mike, as always. I guess we'll talk later. All right. Cheers. Cheers.